Stranger Stories, a platform of stories to relate to. You're not alone if you can say, I feel it too. Hello listeners and welcome to Stranger Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Ollie Grant. I'd like to start by saying that all of the stories read here on Stranger Stories are completely anonymous. So although I am reading them, the stories themselves are written by you, are strangers. Each story is incredibly personal and therefore potentially triggering. Trigger warnings will be listed in the description of each episode, but listener discretion is advised. This is the second episode of the grief series. Wear colours, no black. When I was 15, my life changed forever, following the sudden death of my dad. It took everyone completely by surprise, and seven years later, I'm only just coming to terms with what happened, and how I have dealt, and still deal, with the grief. I'm enjoying a Sunday afternoon in Edinburgh with my friends and I check my phone to see a missed call from my dad. I try and ring back but receive no answer. So later in the evening I try and ring mum to see how their weekend was. But she sounds frantic and she says she'll ring me tomorrow. Again, no answer from dad's phone when I try. I feel a niggle that something isn't quite right but... I push past it and go to sleep. On Monday morning, I'm walking back to the common room for break time and I notice my mum's car outside our house. The niggle turns into a siren going off in my head and I walk straight into my house mistress's house and she gives me the look. The look that someone gives you when something has happened. The look of sympathy. I enter her living room and see my mum, younger sister, and granny there. I ask what happens and mum says, Daddy died last night. Daddy died last night. My heart stops. And I let out a scream. I don't believe it. This can't be real. This is... This is all just a big nightmare and I'm going to wake up soon, I tell myself. But of course, this isn't a dream. My dad has gone and I feel like my entire world is coming crashing down around my head. My brother is on a school trip in the Highlands, four hours from Edinburgh, so we have to wait for a teacher to drive him home. I spend the day on my house mistress's sofa watching Miranda with my two best friends before we're reunited as a family. It doesn't feel like a family without him there. Where is he? The following days are a blur with people constantly in and out of the house, bringing endless amounts of foods, and I still just don't believe it. A part of me enjoys having these friends here who we never really see, and. I remember all over again the true reason why we're here. My head tells myself that dad's just on a business trip for a few weeks and he'll come back. 
five days after I receive the news, I make the decision to go back to school, perhaps to remove myself from the situation, perhaps for some normality. At this stage, I now recognize I was in complete denial of what was happening. The funeral day arrives. Mum says we must wear Wear colors, no no black. We have a family service in the morning and then a lunch at my grandparents' house. My sister and I escape upstairs to read in my granny's bed. We need peace and quiet away from the noise of our family and an oasis to relieve the sadness. We then had a celebration of life to which hundreds of people came. I am mobbed with friends and family hugging and kissing me, but it still doesn't feel real. He's still coming back, isn't he? Although nearly seven years have passed since my dad died, I still carry the anger of the unfairness of it all. He was the most alive person I know, and how can someone that alive suddenly be dead? We never had a conclusive cause of death. It could have been a heart attack, but it's never been confirmed. This makes me angry. I will never know what caused his death, and I think that will stick with me for my whole life. And even though so much time has passed, I still find it bizarre to tell people what had happened. To the point where I just won't say anything when people ask about my dad, I'll deflect the question or say he's away. I don't tell him that he's gone because I think the more I say it, the more I have to accept that he's gone and not coming back. It seems so final and I'm only ever gonna have to meet more people and have to tell them about this amazing man who they'll never know and never meet. Through an event like this, of course, you learn things. I have learned that there is no harm in feeling upset and sharing your emotions. Suppressing it makes it even worse because you hold it inside and you don't let the grief come to the surface. I'm slowly learning that it's okay to cry in front of people if that's how I'm feeling, but equally to tell them stories about my dad and to share the happy memories because ultimately that's how I want him to be remembered. Not for the sad moments, but for the happy ones. Trying to advise on grief is impossible because every situation is different. I felt and still feel quite alone in this grieving process as I've tried so desperately to find people in the same situation as me, but of course there is no same situation. Everyone says that time is the biggest healer, and whilst I agree that your life continues and you learn how to accept it, you never get over something like grief. It will always be a part of you, so don't fight it. My biggest challenge is trying to avoid the what-if route. 
What if I picked up that phone call from my dad? What if my mum hadn't been away that day and could have found him earlier? What if he had survived? All these questions run around in your head and make you dizzy, but let me tell you, asking yourself, what if, will never bring that person back. So surround yourself with those who knew that person, who remember that person because they will want to talk about them too. They have stories and memories and they will want to share with you. They are grieving too. And they will not only be there in the first few months when it's so raw, but more importantly, they will be there in the months and years after. So when you think people are forgetting, which they definitely aren't, there is an army of people still supporting you and who will continue to support you for the rest of your life because they loved your person, your mum, dad, brother, sister, son, daughter, friend, or whoever it is you have lost. Share your grief with people because allowing them in will give you relief. And bit by bit, you will continue with your life, never forgetting that person, but learning to live without them. If you enjoyed this story, then please like, share, subscribe, or just share with a stranger in the street. The more strangers we can get involved, the better. And if you'd like to have your story here on Stranger Stories, then please just email submissions at gmail.com. Each week, I ask our story's author to share a song which brings them joy, a song which they would dance around the kitchen to after a long, hard day. This week, our author chose Don't Stop Me Now, Queen. So here it is. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoyed this week's Stranger Stories. See you next time. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger.